0: So my name is Taina Evans, and today is November twenty first, two thousand and fifteen. And I'm here at I'm here with Erica, and we're at the Clinton Hill Library for the Our Streets, Our Stories project, uh, Brooklyn Public Library. So, Erica, why don't you start with you know where you're born and everything? Alrighty. So, um, so I was born in Puerto Rico, um, and I moved to New York when I was about three months old. And I lived here um, in Sunset Park uh, in, in a, on a couple of different blocks on Sunset Park. We moved very often, um, but predominantly uh, we stood around Sunset Park in the Bay Ridge area. And, um, and then we moved to Massachusetts when I was eight years old because um, my father passed away. And my mom, was, my mom and my dad were diagnosed with HIV AIDS. And... Um, so my mom wanted to go leave the city um, just to be around her brother to help him out and just to get out of the city at that point. It was just um, really, uh, there was a lot of violence, there was a lot of drugs, there was a lot of things going on. and that, 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 At that time it was about uh, 1991, 1990 and um, my mom just wanted to give us a breath of fresh air out of the city and um, so we did and we went to Massachusetts and it was beautiful to be able to grow up in and, um, and, uh, and, and, and some um, projects, some housing projects in Massachusetts but it was actually by a brook, it was called Great Brook Valley, <laughs> so I was actually able to go and, and, and row down hills and, and uh, go through the stream and, and pick berries um, right off the bushes and those are such beautiful memories growing up and I remember um, being in school and the children always being so uh, interested in in, in finding out more about me because of my accent and asking me where you know because anytime you say you're from New York everybody's always so curious about knowing about you so um, they'd ask me you know, oh, so what part of New York are you from? Or they wouldn't believe me, and they they, they, they test my knowledge of New York by asking me how many boroughs <laughs> are, 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 do we have here, and <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was silly. And I remember um, being so adamant about making sure that everybody knew I lived on 42nd Street in Brooklyn, because at that time, 42nd Street in Manhattan was full of prostitutes, and was full of drugs, and was just full of, uh, of craziness, and it just shows you so much how times have changed, and I remember that as a child, that being something that... Uh, that I had to make clear to my audience that I lived in 42nd Street in Brooklyn and they couldn't get me confused for being a 42nd Street kid from Manhattan. (laughs) And um, so, you know, we we lived in in, in Massachusetts. Uh, We lived in Massachusetts for about six years um, and then my uncle passed away and my aunt passed away from AIDS as well and my mom started doing a lot of advocacy advocate work, and she was um, going to Washington, and then she became an advocate for, an advocate for AIDS, and AIDS awareness, and um, getting funds, and and, and just advocating for for AIDS and and everything, and uh, she became really involved in the community, and she felt like her work was done in Massachusetts, and she was ready to move on to New York. My uncle passed away in 19... um, 94, 95, I want to say, and we moved back to New York and I was terrified to come back to Brooklyn, New York as a, as a, as a freshman in high school (laughs) from, you know, from being away from New York as a child, going and growing up in Massachusetts, you know, where it's nothing compared to what New York was in, in the, in the, in the early nineties. And, and, and at least how how the media would uh, would, would, would uh, show on TV with New York on the cover you know and and and, and it, it, it was reality it was actually reality and I was terrified to come back home. Uh, we still have we still have family here so I would come we would visit all the time and you know, I would remember you know running down the block, go, go, running around in the blocks, and 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 going to block parties, and and missing home. But I was so afraid to come back home, um, especially as a freshman in high school. And um, but my mom made this made the decision, and uh, I I I uh, I came home, and and I remember the first one of the first things. Uh, I heard walking into New Utrecht High School was fresh meat. I said, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> Wait, I, I came in, in in the middle of the, not it wasn't the middle of the school year. It was actually mid-October. So everybody was already scheduled in their classes. So of course, all eyes on the new kid from Massachusetts. <laughs> and yeah, that was that was a terrifying experience. And uh, in in a school with about five thousand pupils in one building, it was it was it was overwhelming to say the least. And um, and and I made friends. I became a peer mediator in um in, in new York High School. And, um, we helped solve so many, um, fights between teenagers and we also went, um, to different schools, um, and talked about, you know, problems, the different urban problems that, 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 that we see as, as teenagers and I did that for four years in high school. Um, and my mom was still here in New York and she was still advocating and, you know, uh, making her presence known, and fighting for her rights, and 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 uh, and being a strong spirit, and um, and uh, I'm 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 rambling. I feel I feel no okay. Um, and so I I I I was in high school and I made great friends. I was in, I was a peer mediator, and I learned a lot about about being an urban kid again, you know, I... Did you move back to Sunset, or...? I, at that time, actually, we were in Bensonhurst, by that, when we moved back to, when we moved back to New York from when I was a teenager, we, by that, at that time, we were in Bensonhurst, and that's why I was going to Newtrick High School, um, so, you know, I, I was just trying to adapt to being this urban kid again, and 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 also moving into a, an area w- which was completely different from what I was raised, in. Uh, 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 Bensonhurst is completely uh, is predominantly Italians, and so you know it, it was hard to, to to fit in. It was hard to to find myself, and and fortunately, New York is a place where there's so much diversity that you find yourself immediately anywhere you go, you find yourself. So this is which is one of the reasons why I love New York so much. Uh, it's just a m- melting pot of culture and of people. And and New York is, no, is not the place for a racist, I'll tell you that. It's just too hard to be a racist here. <laughs> too many different people. And um, it makes us so much more... Um, it, it makes us tolerate each other a lot more... Um, and so, and so my mom, you know, uh, I, I, I'm kind, I, I don't know what else to, 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 uh, to say. I'm sorry. Um, well, from Bensonhurst, where did you move? How did you find yourself back over here at Clinton Hill? Um, so from Bensonhurst, uh, I, 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 lived, I lived in Bensonhurst um, until 2000, which is when I graduated from high school. And then at that point, my mom's health started to deteriorate and um, we moved out of Bensonhurst and we moved back into Sunset Park. Um, We have a a family that they own property in Sunset Park, so she was able to get us a good deal because things were starting to become unaffordable here in New York at that time already in 2000, especially after 9-11. So in 2000, I graduated high school. We moved back to Sunset Park and um, my mom was in a relationship with a, with a great man and they kept each other company and uh, I was very grateful for him for he was there for my mom at the times where I couldn't be my mom was in and out of the hospital that was just that was just a life that was just a part of life growing up with my moms um, in the hospital and taking the train and you know visiting moms getting her something to eat and so George helped. Helped with that a lot. His family was actually from over here, from Bensonhurst. Um, and not from Bensonhurst. I'm sorry, from Bed Stuy, from Bed Stuy. And um, <clears throat> so we ended up in Sunset. And then 2000 in 2001, uh, I I started going to college in Long Island University. But I just felt like uh, I just I just wanted out of New York by that time. I, 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 I just was trying to find myself. I was, I had gotten to the point where it was, you know, all right, you graduate high school. What are you going to do? You got to go to college. Cause that's what they say you got to do, you know? And it's like, do I want to not really, but I still need to find myself. <laughs> so, um, I started going to college and I, and, and, and I was really confused and I didn't do well at all that first year. And then in 2001 was when 9, uh, 11 happened. And, um, I went to Puerto Rico on vacation, and I fell in love with the life. Uh, and I was by that time I was about 19, and I said I want to live here. That was about spring break. I went in spring break, and then I said I want to live here. I'm gonna make the decision as a grown up <laughs> to leave and go to Puerto Rico, and I'm gonna try to live here. For, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to get a job in the summer. So I. So I said, if I can get a job in the summer, I can get a job anytime. So I went in the summer, and I got a job. And um, and I saw how I saw how how capable I was, and how determined my mind can be to do something. And I was able to do anything I put my mind to. So, I. I knew I could get that. I knew I could get a, jo- a job while I was in the summer. I said I can make a life here and I can get a job here uh, permanently. And so I did that. I decided that. And while I was there uh, in the summer, was when 9-11 happened. And so I was actually supposed to fly back to New York on 9-11. And my mom was left back over here in in in, in Brooklyn um, in Sunset at that time. And luckily, my aunt, my mom lived on the second floor. And my aunt lived on the third floor because when 9-11 happened, my mom freaked out. She went crazy and she, you know, wanted to escape and uh, she wanted to go to Boston and just wanted to flee. But then she got scared because she said the bombers came from Boston and she was she was really going through it. And I wasn't here. I was in Puerto Rico stuck, actually, because... Um, I was supposed to fly out that day and and, and it's funny how I found out about uh, the towers coming down. I was in I was in the bank in the process of taking out some money so I can pay for the difference of my ticket so I can get on a plane in the next couple of hours. <laughs> and um and I was in the in the bank Banco Popular in Puerto Rico and there's a Banco Popular that they were trying to communicate with in Sunset Park, next to my mom, and they were having problems because 9/11 happened, and, and and I was like, "So what's going on?" They're like, "I'm not sure what's going on. The bank that something happened and something happened that uh that that we, we lost communications with the banks." So I got nervous. I'm like, "Something happened. Oh my goodness!" And something happened in the bank. This is close to my mom. You know, my mom is back home. So I started getting a little nervous. I started calling back and calling back home, and I'm you know with the, to to no avail. And then I finally get into my car and I hear the news, you know, what happened in 9-11 and I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe what was happening and and I started driving and I just started driving and I was just so scared and I was crying and I wanted to talk to somebody back at home over here in New York. I felt I was so alone. I was in Puerto Rico. I was like, nobody understands what I'm going through right now. And My gosh, I was terrified. And I started driving um, by it was... Um, Kind of like the coastline by the by by the beach, you know. There's a road, and um I wanted to go closer to the water. And I've done I've done it before with uh, with my car on the sand, but not in this particular spot. And I drove my car into this pot spot because I just needed to calm down. I was crying. I was hysterical. I I needed to just you know be at peace and get out the car and kind of just be by the ocean and ground myself because I was feeling very hysterical from what happened with 9-11 and I drove in to the the beach area um and I drove in too deep and my car got stuck with the sands, and it was just a disaster um <laughs> I should have known better obviously that the car would have gotten stuck there but I just wasn't thinking and uh, and and luckily you know um I'm in distress. I didn't care. The car was there. I just wanted to get out the car and just to, 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 to uh, get a hold of myself and just to uh, get composure about what was really happening. I couldn't believe what was happening. And um, when I turn around, there was a tow truck guy pulling up. He saw me. I don't know how he seen me, but he saw me. He saw me and he he let me out and he didn't even charge me I didn't have a dollar on me I was at the bank trying to get money <laughs> and 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 he pulled me out of there and he pulled me out of there and uh I wasn't able to get back home until 9-15 and then I was that, that's when I was able to, to to get back into New York and um you know by then my mom was already plotting where it was that we had to leave to escape New York because there were, it was it was it, New York was just militant there was people outside, the guns, the military, everybody was just outside. And it was just so scary. my mom, uh, I didn't know how to deal with that with her. And and, um, so by that point, I'm like, all right, I really want to get out of here. I'm definitely moving to Puerto Rico now. (laughs) And so um, my mom was like, well, I'm going with you. And I was scared of her doing that because I wanted to get away, you know. I I wanted to get out, you know. My mom had been diagnosed with AIDS when I was eight years old. At that time, I had already been dealing with the disease, the monster, which was for me. For 11 years, I'd seen so many people dying. Uh, I'd seen my uncle die, my aunt die, my father die. And, you know, who was next, you know. And, And I wanted to get away from that. Um, I wanted to run away, and but whether I couldn't tell my mom, no, don't come with me. <laughs> so uh, so she came with me, and um, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. I started I started going to school over there. I went to a university where they had a special English trimester program where I was I excelled. I did so well in the university, um, but then I started working. And uh, that took over, and I wasn't. It, it didn't allow me to focus on um, my studies, um, and do what I had to do with my mom. I worked in um, in the hotel. I started working in uh, the courtyard Marriott, and I was doing both of them. I was actually juggling work and school at the same time with them, and it was it was great. It was great the experiences being in Puerto Rico it was hard. It was really hard to change, to adapt, and being Puerto Rican. And being raised with my culture, but as a New Yorkan is completely different from a Puerto Rican native, and it was a complete culture shock for me, especially going to college. and And I've always been a really a very open, um, a, 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 an opinionated person, and, I'm, and, and I and I and I and, and I have an open mind, and I like to, and I like to, I like to speak and and, and, and say and and give my opinion and it was so hard for me to do that in puerto rico because although i speak i spoke spanish i didn't speak it as well as i felt like i needed to to be able to communicate and then to uh, and 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 being in the university and being in that world is completely different and uh it was hard it was hard for me to get used to it uh but i did and 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 uh, I started working for JetBlue. Also after after uh, I worked in Courtyard Marriott and JetBlue is actually what um was what was what what uh had me disconnect with school because they were more um they 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 were more mandating of my time and uh and it was a it was it was that that was okay for me because it gave me the leisure to. Travel back and forth back home. I was home all the time. I came back to New York all the time. And my mom, she was trying to do a lot of uh, advocate work in in Puerto Rico, but it was too hard over there. Uh, they were they're just way back. Uh, you know, they they uh, their healthcare system is is not as advanced as it is over here, and so they were getting no money. They're just you know. It's it it's sad and my mom, she just couldn't she didn't have the energy for it at that point already had already been she was already about twelve years with the disease and her body had already was taking it was taking a toll on her body, Um, but the experience of just being in Puerto Rico was something that she loved and she was able to share with her mom her mom lived there also and. And us bonding, we would go to the beach every Wednesday, and then after the beach we'd go, there was a special woman ladies, matinee in the movies, that we went go to the movies for three dollars. We couldn't believe it. We wouldn't miss it. And we bonded, and we grew together um, in a way that we wouldn't have been able to do it over here. Um, but then she started getting sick because, you know, she wasn't getting the care she needed over there. And and they 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 basically sent her home to die and in, and in, in, no and in, in puerto rico they they didn't they couldn't treat her anymore in the hospital and uh they just sent her home and said well go home and let your body deal with it and uh and so I couldn't have that. I couldn't have that. I couldn't have her after her working so many years so hard, you know, for the cause. Uh, I knew she didn't deserve that. I knew that here in New York that at least she, she, she if, if it was, uh, that was what was going to happen and she she was going to die, then at least I wanted her to die with no pain and, and just to be treated with dignity and respect. And she wasn't getting that in Puerto Rico. And... Um, so fortunately, I worked in an airline, and um, I was able to get her on the plane because she was so sick that if I, if I didn't work for them, she wouldn't have been able to fly. And um, so we uh, jumped on the plane, took a, a flight at about two o'clock in the morning. And um, I remember uh, my mom not being able to take a shower and my mom was very dramatic. And, uh, you know, I, I used to always be so hard on her. And, mom, come on, it's mind over matter. And she was a very strong woman. My mother was very strong. She dealt with so much from my father abuse, drugs, you know. And uh, I just couldn't bear to see her weak. And, you know, she, there's only so much a body can take. And it had gotten to that point where she was just tired. Her soul was tired. And, um, she couldn't even take a bath. And I was just getting so frustrated with her and telling her, just come on, ma, you could do it, you could do it. And, um, and her belly was humongous because what, 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 what was, uh, what was killing her was her liver. And, um, so her her, her her organs were so swollen that it was making her look like she was about nine months pregnant and um, she was just so uncomfortable and, you know, it was uh, it was one of the hardest things I had to do was to see my mom was like that and transfer her onto the airplane and just feeling her body and it felt cold already. And um I got her on the plane, and uh, it was such a nice ride. She was able to lay down on my lap on um, the flight, because it was empty. And uh, she was uncomfortable, so she couldn't sit up. And uh, it felt like we were in the universe together for a while. It <laughs> was one of the nicest flights i would taken. Then <laughs> we got to New York. We got home. I <laughs> always felt like that, and I always referred. New York, Brooklyn is home It just always felt like home Even in the midst of disaster And of chaos Brooklyn just has always been home And it's crazy because Brooklyn has brought me a lot of my pain Back in the days Brooklyn was not all back But Brooklyn is now People that ain't from Brooklyn don't know that That's why this is so important But it was always home. And, um, we got here to my aunt's house in Sunset, <laughs> and um, uh, I took it to the emergency room at about eight o'clock. We got we landed at six, and we got to, to Brooklyn seven thirty. At eight o'clock, I took it to the emergency room and to Doctor uh, to to um, Cabrini, which is in the city and. To take the train to 14th Street. Uh, she used to love uh, that area. She used to always want to live there, Lois High, on that area. And um, and when I got there, I felt I felt so relieved. I felt like you know, like her doctor came and called her Gracie, you know, and oh, Gracie, my gosh, I hadn't seen her in how many years. And he was just so happy. He, he just felt so sad to see her the way he was seeing her. But he was so happy to see her and that, that she was with him again. And um, he got hired at that emergency room right away. And uh, she was in the hospital for two weeks. And our family came from all over, from Massachusetts, from Pittsburgh. Uh, people from Puerto Rico came. I have I have Muslim family, I have a Catholic family, I have Christian family. I have family that aren't even religious myself uh you know I'm not necessarily religious, I am just a spiritual person, and my mother was able to have all of us in one room and there with, for one purpose love because love is universal and that was something that was the magic my mom was always able to do and she was loved by every single person she came across she did so much work she did work in jails she went and she spoke to people and she told people the truth about what was going on out here you know protecting yourselves and and uh, she made she made a difference and uh and um so that was in um that was in uh, uh in two thousand and five two thousand and six I'm sorry, so my mom passed away, uh in two thousand and six, here in in New York, in Manhattan, and uh, those two weeks although they were, I remember them <laughs> I remember every single day like it was yesterday. Um, Although they were they were such difficult times for me to to have with my mom, and my family it was also such a relief um, to be home and just to be in such familiar territories. To be on the train again, to be able to uh, walk down the blocks, walk down the streets that are familiar to me again. I didn't feel scared anymore. I didn't feel helpless anymore, and. Neither did my mom. And that was, it, although I knew, I knew that that was the last hospital visit, I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared anymore because I was home. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and yeah, and my mom passed away. And then uh, I was a little free. When my mom passed away, I was free. That's hard to say out loud sometimes. But, uh, so after I, after my mom passed away, I was still living in Puerto Rico at that time because I was still working and, um, so it was hard for me to, to adapt and, you know, to get everything together again and. I did feel, like I said, I felt I felt such a sense of relief, though. I felt like I, I could finally have my life, my me, do what I wanted to do without having to worry about moms anymore. And um, I wanted to, I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know what I wanted to do at that time, and I uh, fell in love, and uh, I fell in love, my mom passed away in March and I fell in love in July. And then my boyfriend passed away in November in a car accident. And that was, that was crazy as well. I, 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 it was the same year I was just going through so much. And it was, it was amazing because losing my boyfriend, it was, it, was it, it felt like it was more painful than losing my mom because it was so traumatic, it was just so unexpected. And then I had just lost my mom and he was just my comfort and then it was just losing him, it was just, I, I just felt like, I was like, I don't wanna live anymore. I was just tired, I was tired and, um. but I knew I had to, <laughs> I knew I had to. I, one day I, I realized that washing the dishes, I said, I don't wanna live anymore, but you have to and you're okay, you know, cause you keep on, you keep on, because that's what we have to do, you know, Uh, this life is beautiful, it's scary, and it's challenging, but this life is beautiful, and we are given a gift by living it, just breathing, and uh, I have always been resilient, like my mom, and so I kept on, and I said, I need to get out of Puerto Rico, I need to go back home. So, but I was scared because I knew I couldn't afford to live here in New York, not by myself. So I said, I want, I need to go back to school. I need to finish school. And so where can I go where I have help? I went to Massachusetts and, um, I had my family in Massachusetts and I still had all my stuff in Puerto Rico. I just left. I just had to leave. Um, and, uh, that's fast forward. That's fast forward to 2007. I stayed in Puerto Rico for a year after my mom passed away. And, um, and then I, 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 I came back to Massachusetts with my family to get some support and to be able to finish school. And, um, and I left all my stuff in Puerto Rico with the intentions to go back and sell my car and get everything and, and figure it all out later. And, uh, and um, so I was going to school and then when I went back to Puerto Rico I went during Memorial Weekend. I actually, I actually went in May, and I stood there for a long time because I had to sell all my stuff and try to make the right decision for myself. And um, and so I was there for a while, and while I was out there um, for Memorial Weekend, um, there was going to be a really big hip-hop party for Memorial Weekend in Puerto Rico. And so one of my friends is a promoter, and... He he happened to be promoting uh, some events over there in Puerto Rico, and he let me know. I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm over here, so this is perfect. You know, I'd love to see you guys." And um, I, I I met up with a couple of my my friends, and that is how I met my husband. Um, he he was he was one of the guys that was uh, was hanging out with um, my friends, and. Um, he is who brought me back to Brooklyn. He <laughs> he's a Brooklyn boy. Um, and and I I didn't know what to expect of the relationship. I didn't know what to expect of him, you know. I really wasn't looking for a relationship, especially not with somebody in New York when I'm in Massachusetts, that's just not gonna work out. And but, you know, he was he was a sweet guy and he approached me in, 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 in such a respectful way. And at that point, I I, 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 had had enough with the, with the, with the, with the dating scene and the riffraff and 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 and, uh, and the false, the false, uh, the, the the false hopes. And I was just building on myself. So, um, but I kept I kept in contact with him because he was a great guy, and um, so he. Uh, so we spend the weekend together with friends uh, in Puerto Rico, and then um, we kept in contact while I was in Mass- While I was in Puerto Rico, still, you know, they, they my friends had left Puerto Rico, and I was still in Puerto Rico. They're trying to sell my car, and I still kept in t- touch with my with my my husband now, um, and he wanted, you know, we wanted to date each other, and he's like, well, you know, you're over there in Massachusetts, I'm in New York. But we will make this work. We can do a long distance. It's not far. It's not you know. It's not that bad. And and uh, I said all right. We'll, well, we'll see how we'll see how it works out. And so I did that for uh, I commuted back and forth from Massachusetts to New York for a year uh, while I was in school, and uh, I would come on the weekends. Uh, or he would go visit me also on the weekends in Massachusetts. And then my, uh, the person I was living with, my aunt, she, uh, decided to move, to, to pick up and, uh, and move to Pittsburgh. So by that time I said, okay, so now I have to go somewhere. (laughs) I'm not going to Pittsburgh. Um, so my husband at that time, he said, well, come, come to New York with me, uh, and that's how I got back to New York. And my husband has a home. We, well, now we, we we own a home on Park Avenue here in Clinton in, in Fort Greene. Um, it was uh, it was it was his father's house, and his father um, he he let that house fall apart and and really wasn't taking care of it. So my husband took over it uh, when he was nineteen and started you know just building and fixing fixing it up and. When I came to New York, uh, we, uh, we started fixing it together, uh, you know, with, with I was working and we started building together with our income and tearing the, tearing the floors apart and, you know, knocking down walls and making the work and now we have a beautiful house in Fort Greene that we are so fortunate to be able to, uh, share with our boys, um, mm-hmm. And that's how I got back into uh, Fort Greene. So, is there anything else you wanted to maybe touch on No, I think I think I think that was that was a good a good surface of of of, of who I am. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story.